Hey everybody, welcome to the Crush Hail Academy podcast. This is your host, Bob Argyle. So today I am coming to you from beautiful Spartanburg, South Carolina. I was sent down here for a one-week job and, um, you know, my business is hail and New York's hail season doesn't really start until May and if we're lucky it might run into early fall. So as you might imagine, Winter time is quite slow for a hail chaser in New York. <laughs> so we have to get kind of creative. Um, so we had a job down here, um, came out of the blue. It was a very good earning opportunity for me, so I had to jump at it. So I made the arrangements to get my kids all squared away up in New York, and uh, their mother was nice enough to take them for my days so I could shoot out of town and drive down here for a one-week job. So I drove all day Sunday. Got here Sunday night, got checked into my hotel, and uh, had to be at the job at 6 a.m. on Monday morning. Worked a full day on Monday, a long day, 12-hour shift. And um, it was weird because towards the end of the day, I I started to notice uh, the natives were getting restless. (laughs) I knew something was up. Some of the other technicians on the job, they were kind of huddled up and talking and so I kind of had, you know, it's my first day on the job, so I'm just I'm keeping my head down. I'm just doing my thing and trying not to create any waves, trying to do a good job for these guys. It was the first time I've worked for this company. And um, come to find out, the, the, the business that we were uh, providing our services for uh, had shut it down um, temporarily. So they've got some issues. They're trying to figure out some things. I guess whether they want to spend the money on uh, these repairs, um, PDR is not cheap, and uh, especially hail damage. So uh, it's a big investment for some of these companies or some of these businesses. So uh, long story short, they shut it down, and I am holed up in my hotel today, which really kind of sucks. I've kind of forgotten how much I hate living in a hotel and traveling like this. I used to do it all the time. I used to... And I used to enjoy it. I used to enjoy hopping in the car and driving all over the countryside and setting up shop and living out of a suitcase for a month or two. And anymore, I just I don't enjoy it. My kids are at a certain age where it's just um, it's not for me, you know. Um, so for me, like one week was doable. I could I could leave for a week and I could make some money and and uh, get back home. But other than that, um, any longer than that, I really start getting restless. So. I'm in this hotel, and I'm waiting on the call to see when the job is going to start back up. And um, terrible night sleeping. It seems like every room around me has, like, three kids in there. And this one room, like, right next door to me, it seems like they're, I'm envisioning, like, a three-year-old little shithead sitting over there with a mixing spoon, like a wooden one, like the one Grandma used to beat you with. And just ever so slightly tapping it on the wall all night long. It drove me nuts. And it's continued on throughout the day. You might even hear it. I don't know. You might hear it. If you listen carefully, you might hear the tapping of the wooden spoon Grandma used to beat you with ever so slightly in the background. That's the little kid that I want to strangle when I see him. Nah, I'm just kidding. I would never put my hands on a kid. Well, if he starts beating that thing any louder, I might have to (laughs) reconsider my position. But anyways, so sitting in the hotel, I figured uh, 
got to do something with my time. In the old days, I'd probably go out and drive around and find some place to get into trouble, but I'm not doing that these days. I'm, I'm too old for that. So today I'm getting some work done, sitting in my hotel. I got a bunch of paperwork done, and I figured, you know what? I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get this podcast done this week because if everything went according to plan, I was going to be working uh, seven straight days, 12-hour shifts, and uh, chances of me getting any kind of uh, podcast or anything done was slim to none. So I'm going to take advantage of it, and I'm going to bang out episode number three of this series where we're going to discuss the path okay so if you remember the past two weeks uh episode or part one i should say of the series we spoke about the problem right and the problem was basically um that body shop owners have two selections two choices basically when they're considering who they're going to partner with in the event of hail they've got the local guy and they've got their national broker companies out there and Either one of them could work out for them, okay? And I was very clear, I don't don't want to beat them up, but each of them kind of brings along their own challenges, all right? And we kind of went through that and talked about um, the benefits as well as the drawbacks of working with either the local guy or the national broker. You can characterize both of these options basically in a few ways all right they both deploy a reactive approach as opposed to like my proactive approach where I want to get together and I want to talk to shops and I want to meet with them prior to the prior to the storm to lay out a plan and to really get them to buy into our dent smart ready system um, they tend to be dealer focused They tend to provide you with an inconsistent message and an inconsistent process because these technicians are coming in from all over the country, so they're all bringing their own perspectives and their their own kind of um, belief systems when it comes to how uh, a hail event should be managed, right? So it's it's lacking in true partnership. It's lacking the pre-training that we provide. It's kind of the short game versus the long game mentality, and at best... What this is going to provide you is probably a bunch of extremely talented technicians, but it's also going to provide a chaotic environment, okay? So you're basically herding cats, right? So after week one, we moved into the second part of the series where we discussed the possibility. And really the possibility is where we just talk about um, if, you know, picture yourself in that scenario. You're sitting in your shop. You just had a massive hailstorm come through. And if I was to walk in and say, I have a solution here that's going to take care of 99% of your problems, what would that mean for your business? Like, how would that affect your business in a positive way? And some of the areas that we identified was, first and foremost, the system itself is an extremely efficient system, which allows you to profit, allows you to increase your profits, right? It provides uh, excellent customer retention and an opportunity to acquire new customers. So when every other shop in that area is pulling their hair out, uh, interviewing companies, making sure everybody is insured and they have all that paperwork, um, kind of feeling out these other companies to make sure they're even a fit to live in your shop for the next two months, you've already done all this. Everything's ready to go. So you're just, your system's going. 
it's plug and play. Your system is off and running while everybody else is kind of figuring this storm out. And what that's going to do is that's going to allow you to acquire new customers, right? I smell weed through my wall, man. This is, hmm. It's either weed or it's like a, uh, maybe somebody's making pot roast. <laughs> no pun intended. Pot, get it? No, oh, man, it's like a, either way it's making me, <laughs> either way it's making me hungry. But I'm in a microtel, so I don't think the room next door has a stove <laughs> or an oven. But did you hear that? See, that's the door slamming. That's what I hear all night. It's just crazy. <laughs> Anyways, remember when I said this This should be the Look Squirrel podcast because this is what I do. Anyways, so getting back to our conversation about the possibility, um, it's going to provide you a low-stress system, okay? And it's going to provide you that opportunity to distance yourself from every other shop in your community um, and, and really set yourself apart, right? And that's what it's all about. That's why you're in business. That's what you're meant to do. So today in episode three, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the path. And really, all you need to know about the path is the path is basically the actual system. It's the system that we install in our body shops um, to make this process go smooth, right? So what does our solution look like? Well, first and foremost, how we got to this system, we there's basically a number of different things. So first of all, the, the franchise owners in this system are some of the best and the brightest minds that I've ever come across in this industry. So um, let's just say we had a very good base. We had a good starting point with this system. But another thing that we did was we surveyed our clients. We surveyed body shops that have dealt with a hailstorm in the past, and we asked them what their challenges were. What were the challenges that you experienced? What were the things that we could do better? What were the things that you would like to see in the next hailstorm? And with all this information, we took it and we compiled it. And lo and behold, we have the Dent Smart Ready system. It's a 10-point system, okay? And I'm going to spare you the juicy details. Um, obviously, I'm more than happy to talk with the shop one-on-one about this at any time. But for the sake of getting through this podcast today in a fairly... Well, we're at, what, 11 minutes right now? So I'm going to try to keep it under 30 minutes today. So um, I'm going to kind of just kind of touch on the, the important things of this system. Um, so first and foremost, year-round service. This is very important. Shops want this. This was some of the feedback that we got from them. They don't like just dealing with their local guy um, throughout most of the year and then dealing with a national broker during hail season. They like the idea of dealing with one company year round. So this was a big point for us. So what we did was we created a component of the system where we can provide that service at a very high level before, during, and after the storm. So how does that look? Before the storm, this includes emergency repairs, a regular door ding service, uh, the small hail jobs that just show up out of nowhere, maybe not in a catastrophe situation, but every shop deals with this once, usually once a year. 
a car will show up. It, it's one of their clients, but it picked up hail somewhere else in the country, drove through a hailstorm when they were on their family vacation or whatever, and it shows up at their shop. They want a company that's going to be able to come in and take care of those as well. Second opinions, maybe they got a, a hail company that's passing or a PDR company that's passing on damage, and they want a second opinion. That's what we do. We come in and we give them that. Uh, training and coaching. Instead of just having this reactive approach where we show up after a storm and say, mm, what do we do now? We sit down with our shops and we talk them through the process. We let them know what to expect and we put a plan in place that's customized for their shop. During the storm, this is the actual Dent Smart Ready system. This is where we deploy the system and this works very well for one car or 100 cars. And then after the storm, you're going to have warranty repairs. Okay, maybe it's a, a dome light that's not working. Um, maybe it's just a, a headliner that wasn't quite put up correctly. But you're going to find that these things do happen from time to time. And you want to make sure that your company is going to come back. And it's the same company. They know the problem. They know the issue. They worked on the car, right? So you want to bring back the same company to address these issues. And if it's a true come back or a true warranty repair you're not going to get charged for it you call another company to come in and fix somebody's problem they're probably going to charge you for it you're also going to have these hail stragglers you're going to have these cars that didn't show up during the actual storm the month or two following the storm because they didn't want to fix it for whatever reason but they're going to show up sooner or later and they're going to want to fix it so you're going to want to make sure that you have a company that's there and ready to handle that at a high level and uh, really one of the, the biggest things that we added to this component is our PDR for profit program. Look, I get it that there's not very high margins on paintless dent repair. We all understand that. So shops aren't getting rich off offering paintless dent repair to their customers. But what they are doing is, again, they're providing another service for their clients, for their loyal clients, and they're taking care of uh, any dent repairs that they might have. And so we look at it as a very good customer retention tool. Um, also, again, a good customer acquisition tool. So a customer comes in, maybe is not a regular customer of yours, but they heard that you offer paintless dent repair at your shop. And they have a great experience getting that dent repaired at your shop and they get to know you. And you guys have a great conversation. You know what? Next time they have hail or next time they have that deer hit, where do you think they're going to go? Is, is it a given they're going to come to you? No, that's on you, right? New customer comes into your shop. You got you to gotta win them over. But if you do your job, then it's possibly a new customer for you for life. So we look at it as, yeah, you can profit off it. You're not going to get rich off it, but there's a... There's a healthy markup on these repairs, so you're going to make your money. But in addition, you're also going to build your reputation in the community as the PDR expert. So the two issues, though, that shops have with paintless dent repair, and what we found is why they don't push it more than they probably should is really because of two things. Shops have a problem with estimating. There's so much gray area around it. Um, there's so much that goes into estimating a PDR repair, access, size, location, all these things, um, that it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of an anomaly when it comes to um, 
upsell services for a body shop because a lot of times they just they don't want to deal with it because they put a number on it and the tech more times than not shows up and says oh yeah i would have gone higher or yeah you put 200 on this dent i know you were planning on 25 percent to you but actually you were low so i want the whole thing those shops are going to be like well screw this and why am i even going to offer this service right so in addition to that it's the scheduling process they have a hard time scheduling it because Say they get through the estimating process. Now they got to track down their damn dent guy and they got to figure out a day that they can get their dent guy there. So these are two issues that we've cleared up with our system and makes it extremely easy for a body shop now to push paintless dent repair. And it helps them to build up their profile in the community as that PDR expert. All right. So the second thing moving right along is the technicians. What type of technicians are we putting in your shop? They've got to be professional. They've got to be highly skilled. And they've got to be good guys. They've got to be men of integrity. All right? Because I, I operated for a lot of years off just highly skilled technicians. But I wasn't always so good at finding the men of integrity. So more times than not, um, they were up to something. Right? They were gaming the system in one way or another. And that was bad for me. But it also was bad for my body shops because it, it just provided kind of a crappy experience for them. So we've upped the level of technician that we use. And how have we done that? Well, it's through two certification programs. First and foremost is the ARC certified program. Accountable, reliable, incredible. So what we're basically saying here is that, yes, you have to be a damn good technician. You have to be highly skilled if you want to work for us. However... In addition to that, we want you to understand every part of the administration process, the scheduling process, customer service, supplementing. Um, we want you to be professional from the minute you show up to that shop to when you leave. We want you to show up and start working when the shop opens up. We don't want you to roll in at 10 o'clock because you can. We want you to put in a full day. We don't want you smoking on the property. We don't want you showing up smelling like booze in the morning. We don't want you on the phone all day hearing about where the next sweet job is. We want technicians that are going to show up, fit into your system, fit into your workflow process, and take care of business so we get asked back the next time. So that's first. All of our techs are ARC certified technicians. And secondly, which is probably more exciting is that we are the first company in the paintless dent repair industry to become ICAR certified. Yeah, we're the industry's first ICAR gold PDR company. And basically, we're addressing the fact that the majority of the liability, the majority of the risk and the customer service issues that shops and PDR companies experience comes on the R&I side of things, right? Tearing cars apart and putting them back together. These cars nowadays, they're rolling computers, so there's a lot more to the R&I process. So we wanted to make sure that our technicians were certified in this part of the process so they could do it at a very high level. I know a lot of shops prefer the R&I. That's totally fine. I get it. I'll always defer to the shop if you want the R&I. It's great. Makes our process go a little faster because all we're doing then is focusing on the actual repairs. However, we need to be prepared to handle the R&I process at an extremely high level when those shops ask us to do it. 
So how have we done this? We've established four ICAR ambassadors, we call them. And these are four members of our company that are responsible for completing the training and then communicating that to the rest of the system through annual online training courses so we can get the information out to the troops. The areas of focus, structural, non-structural, refinishing and estimating analysis, and then also we've thrown in electrical and aluminum structure. So all of our technicians are up to date on this training, and we're pretty proud of the fact. Um, Not many other companies were even trying to do this, but in an attempt to really, really fit in with our number one client, which is Body Shops, who hold this ICAR Gold um, certification in pretty high regard, um, it was the next natural step for us, and it was uh, a ton of work. Um, Some of the guys, Jeff Williams with our company, Densmart, he's been uh, really the, the guy that's made this all happen. And he presented it to the owners uh, a couple years back. And uh, to a man, everybody, and a woman, we do have some women owners, um, so I don't want to offend anybody. But uh, everybody in the room was like, yes, this, is, this makes sense for us. This is what we need to do. And this is going to allow us to separate ourselves from our competitors. So it's a really cool accomplishment. Um, so yeah, that's number two. I better pick up the pace here. I've got eight and a half minutes to get through the rest of this bad boy. So anyways, uh, number three, we keep our body shop clients what we call audit proof. So all of our technicians that work for us have to provide on an annual basis documents showing proof of garage and workers' compensation. So we keep this on file digitally. So when a storm happens um, and you are utilizing our technicians, Um, All the documentation, all the workers' comp and garage liability documents come to you by email. Um, Beginning of the storm, no questions asked. You don't have to track us down for this this documentation. We send it to you. This is part of what we bring to your shop. And it's going to make you audit-proof because at the end of the year, if your insurance company decides that they want to audit you, then uh, you have all the documentation on file. And you don't have to go chasing down your PDR company to get all this stuff. We all know that if you have a technician in your shop and he bills, say, $100,000 in your shop this year, um, if he does not have workers' comp and proof of garage, then you're basically at risk. You assume that risk, that's additional risk that your insurance company is going to want you to be liable for. And if he cannot provide you with that documentation, that goes on your line, and then you have to pay it. So it's very important that you make sure that you have these documents. Number four, uh, we provide a written lifetime warranty on all repairs above and beyond what you currently offer. And we can either turn these uh, these warranties, these certificates into you to provide your customer at time of delivery, or we can fold them up, put them right in the uh, glove compartment so they have them. And so it's not a taillight warranty <laughs> like most of these other companies. This is a legitimate warranty. It's got our number on it. Um, In the event of an issue, uh, they call us. We can schedule it for your shop, or we can just track them down, and we can take care of the issue. Sometimes there's missed dents. Um, Sometimes there's an issue with the car. And, again, if we're doing hundreds of cars in a four- or five-month period of time, there might be some issues from time to time. But we back everything up, and we stand behind our work 100%. 
Number five is our pre and post repair inspection process. So we identify any pre-existing damage or other uh, internal or electrical issues with the vehicle prior to even starting the repair. And what this does is it allows us to kind of help you cover your tail, right? Um, how many times have you had a customer bring their vehicle in and you do a great job on it and you, and you deliver it to them and you're proud of the job that you did and they notice something at delivery and say, that wasn't there when I brought it in. How many times has that happened to you? It happens a lot, right? So what we do is we identify this stuff and we make note of it. We take pictures at the beginning of the process in addition to any process that you already have, and it's going to help us to cover our tail as well. Right? And if we can identify some of these issues, put it this way, say there's a, say a customer comes in and he's got an electrical issue or he's got a dome light that's not working, and then we drop that headliner, excuse me, that headliner to fix the, the damage and then put it back up, what are you going to think? You're going to think we did it. So we want to make sure that we identify this stuff prior to even starting the repair. And the cool thing about it is if it's a fuse or if it's a short and a wire or something like that, and we can fix that during the repair, then we try to do that. It's, it all comes down to customer service, right? If this is an issue that we can keep from coming back later and we can kind of give them the pickle, I don't know if you've ever heard that, but um, there was a book I read back in my uh, Dent Wizard days. It was called Give Them the Pickle, and it basically meant going out of your way for the customer. So if this is an area I would consider giving them the pickle. So if we can go above and beyond, um, if we can address issues with their vehicle when it comes in as part of our process and then take care of it, that's just a better customer service experience uh, for your client altogether. So... Um, after that, our storm leader conducts a post-repair inspection prior to turning the vehicle back over to your shop so we can make sure that the vehicle is safe and ready for delivery, right? So that's number five. Number six, if a roof or any panel on a vehicle is too far gone for our process, sometimes in certain occasions we can do what we call a push for paint. And basically what we're doing is we're just going old school on that panel and we're roughing it up and we're getting it somewhat flat so then you can come in and you can, you know, hit a couple spots and then paint it. That's called a push for paint. Um, we want to repair as much as we possibly can, all right? And if we can keep you from having to cut off 50 roofs uh, through the duration of a hailstorm, we want to do that. The problem with this whole push for paint procedure is there's technicians have started to take advantage of it over the past couple of years. Basically, this is how it would work. A technician would identify a roof on a vehicle as being too far gone, right? It's not going to fix to completion through our process. So what they do is they generally come up to you in the front of the shop and they say, how much to replace this roof? So you do all the numbers, you do the math, you got your paint, your materials, your labor, the parts, everything, and you say, eh, it's going to be 2500 It would cost me 2500 if I had to cut this roof off and replace it. It's usually when the tech says, I'm going to do you a favor. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm feeling really nice today. I am going to push that roof to paint so you don't have to replace it. And I only want, mm, that's 2100 That's really what they do. And... In reality, it shouldn't even come down to what your replacement cost is, right? It should come down, we estimate that roof just like it was a panel that we could fix. So we use our chart, 
there's ways for us to still put a number on that roof just like we were going to fix it, like it was a PDR candidate. We can put a correct number on there, and then we back out 20% for your paint and materials and stuff, and there's, it's just it's a, it's a formula, right? It's a system. Again, are you noticing a theme here? There's a system around estimating uh, push for paint, and in addition to that, uh, we put expectations on our technicians now because the other part of this is a technician used to come up to you and they'd say, after they told you they want 2100 they then took it as a free ride to just blast through that roof, right? Because they, they already know that they aren't fixing it to completion. They already know that you're, quote, painting it when you're done. So they don't care what they leave you with. So what shops would get is they would overpay, first and foremost, and then they'd get a shit service on it, and the roof would look terrible, and that body shop would still have to spend 10 hours on it getting it ready for paint. So we put clear expectations on our technicians now. So technicians can't just go in there, take all the money, and then kick out a crap product and leave you holding the bag. So what we tell our technicians is they need to get that roof after they've estimated it correctly, after they've identified how much it's going to be, then they need to get that roof to within four hours of repair time. All right, so that ensures they're going to get that roof pretty darn close for you, and they're going to do what they said they were going to do. The cool thing about this is 25 to 35% of the time, shops don't even have to paint it. We've incentivized our technicians now to fix the whole thing. So basically, since the techs know that they got to get it to within four hours of repair time, a lot of times what will happen is they'll get it down, they'll get that ball down to like the 10-yard line. They're about to knock it in the, the goal, and they just know that if they just finish this last section of roof and do a really good job on it, um, they keep all the money, right? Because that happens from time to time. A tech might look at it, and they might say, no, no way possible is our process fixing this roof. Then they get in it, and they're like, oh, wow, this is actually coming up better than I thought. It happens. So by incentivizing them to do as good a job as possible on the roof, um, it's it's going to make push for paint much easier with our clients. All right. Um, man, I'm over 30 minutes. Okay. Anyways, number seven, our Recon Pro estimating software. So this gives us the ability to write an estimate, attach the pictures, and email that to your shop. Most companies are doing this nowadays. But what we do differently is we give all of our clients access to the back office. So this allows you for real-time access to the estimates, to the invoices, to all that stuff. So you aren't even waiting for the email now. When our tech is out in your shop and he enters an estimate into the system, it automatically goes into the back office. Meanwhile, you've got that pulled up on your computer, so you can see the estimates come in in real time. You can print them off. You can do all that stuff. We're also starting to rekey these for our clients. So now, even if you don't want to rekey them, we can do that for you. We also give you the ability to capture more business by texting customers after they've stopped into your shop for that initial estimate. Branded in your name, so it's not coming from us, but it's coming from your shop, thanking them for stopping in for their estimate and letting them know that you would love to do the repair for them. And then we have two other touch points after that. So I think it's uh, one, three, and seven days later, we're following back up with this customer and we're working to drive more business into your shop, right? Pretty cool. Next is our Salesforce 
uh, CRM, Customer Relation Manager. I think that's what it stands for, right? CRM? CMR? Is it CMR? Let me think here. Customer Management. Anyways, it's a platform that basically allows you to communicate with your customers. We have one called Salesforce. Okay. What this does is it gives us the ability to immediately contact all of our insurance partners like minutes after a hailstorm to let them know which shops we're partnered with. It also gives us the ability to export clients' email contacts. Like if you have an email list of clients, it allows us to enter your client list into the system and automatically begin emailing them. An email sequence that's basically going to um, begin communicating with customers of yours, right, in the community that are going to start being bombarded with other shops wanting their business so we can start sending them emails branded in your name, letting them know what to look out for, right? Letting them know that the circus is on the way to town, but don't forget, we've been your body shop of choice for 25 years now. Please don't forget us. Um, we'd love to repair your vehicle. Come see us. So we can start kind of building that bridge and, and reaching out into the community to make sure that they know that you are ready and able to handle their hail repairs. Okay, so that's number eight. Number nine, we stay the entire duration of the storm. We have what we call our one car promise, okay? And this is a promise that we make to any shops in our network that have signed up to use us, um, basically saying that we will come, I don't care. I mean, if it's Plattsburgh, if it's Watertown, if it's Buffalo, Jamestown, Binghamton, um, downstate, New York, Albany, Lake George, we really don't care. Any shop that partners with us enjoys our one car promise. All right. And in New York State, that means if you get a door ding or a hail repair that you need done, you call us and we come. Simple as that. Let us worry about getting there. Okay. That's our one car promise. In addition, we have our emergency service and the warranty work that we talked about. It's going to cover comebacks, stragglers. So when everyone else has left town, we're still we're still there working. Okay. All right, I'm getting through this. That's nine. Number ten, we actually work to strengthen insurance relationships for your shop. We're a locally owned and operated franchise, which is good for you because this means that we have a vested interest in our body shop relationships and in our insurance relationships. And we realize that one bad situation in Buffalo, New York, can really hurt our chances on the other side of the state in Albany, New York. So we have to do a good job every single time, no matter what part of the state we're working in. In addition to that, we respect the time that our clients, you, have invested in establishing and building insurance relationships. So we want to work with your insurance partners, not against them. We work with a number of the, the big guys, Erie, Progressive, uh, Geico, State Farm, AmFam, um, on a national level. Um, in New York State, we have a very, very good working relationship with New York Central Mutual. And these companies trust us because they've worked with us for years and years, and they know what they get with us. So we also have 25-plus insurance meetings on an annual basis where we basically go in and we train adjusters on how to uh, better estimate hail, what to be prepared for, and 
it helps us to build that relationship with insurance companies. All right, which is going to transfer over to you, to your body shop. If we're getting along with your insurance partners, um, that's better for you, right? Whew. 36 minutes. Okay, so I went over a little bit. But anyways, you get the picture. So that is our, that's the path. That's the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. So this is how we separate ourselves from our competitors. There's not a lot of companies out there that are bringing that to the table, bringing that to your body shop, and wanting to take the time prior to a storm ever even hitting you to make sure that we've gone over this stuff. So this plan is locked and loaded. It's ready to deploy. All you need is the hail. And we also realize that, especially in New York, you don't get hail all the time. We get that. So we've added some other pieces to this system that's also going to help you build your PDR business and help you establish yourself as the PDR shop in your community in preparation for that hail year, that year that you do get a hailstorm. So anyways, that's it for this week. Um, That is the path. Next week, we're going to talk about the pitch. And basically, we're just going to kind of weigh the options. We're going to talk through it and see if the the provider that you're currently using is the right fit for you. And if you decide that they are not, we're going to walk you through the process of how you find another company. Um, Questions that you need to ask companies to make sure that you're partnering with the right company. And if you can't do that, I know a guy that's got a really good company. You'd probably probably do okay by selecting him. So anyways, um, but we'll talk about that next week. So um, I would, as I close out this episode, um, like I always do, I'd like to remind you, you can always go to robertargyle.com for more information on the hail management uh, system that we offer and where it's, it's just, it's specifically designed to talk to body shops about hail management. If you're looking to learn more about that, you can also go and check me out on Facebook at Robert E. Argyle.com. And if you know anybody that, uh, well, it's not.com, is it? It's not.com. It's Robert E. Argyle at Facebook.com, I think is what it is. And I really got to get moving with that because I promised you guys a couple episodes ago that I was going to start building that out and putting some video in there and stuff, but I haven't gotten to it yet. So that's a work in progress. Stay tuned. Keep checking into it. You could start by going and liking the page, though. That would at least, that might motivate me (laughs) to work on it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so you can check me out on the Facebook. Check me out on the Facebook if you'd like. And if you know anybody that might connect with this message, I would ask that you share this podcast up. And I appreciate you stopping 40 minutes while that was long. Thank you. You are a true champion if you stuck through this whole thing. Kudos to you. All right, until next time, thank you again for listening to the Crush Hail Academy podcast. I am your host, Bob Argyle. Have a great day.